This is 105.9 The Region. There are so many ways of communicating these days, but nothing seems to beat the one-on-one. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Welcome to In Conversation. This show is, in my view, up front, up close, and all in the family. Growing up in a family business can have its share of ups and downs, especially if you bear the company's name while you are maturing and the business is expanding. Anthony Longo is the son of one of the famous Longo brothers who, together in 1956, put down roots and provided produce for sale in their small store at Young and Castlefield in Midtown Toronto. 65 years later, Longo's is a hugely successful grocery retailer with 36 stores, 6,000-plus team members, a much-sought-after grocery delivery service, and a cornucopia of fresh ideas. Its president and CEO, Anthony Longo, joins us now in conversation. Thanks for being with us, Anthony. Oh, you're welcome, Anne. It's, uh, it's great to be here. Thanks for inviting me. May I say congratulations on the Empire deal. The ink is still drying on it. Can you explain it and why it happened? Sure. Um, we, um, you know, we're really excited about uh, about the deal that we struck or the partnership we struck with uh, with Empire. Um, it's really helpful for our our team members, uh, for our guests. That's what we call our, our customers. They are our guests. And, and we think the communities that we um, that we operate in, and it really gives us a lot more uh, you know, firepower, if you will, to, to grow our business and provides you know so much more opportunity for our team. At the same time, you know, it was the right timing for uh, for our family as well to enter into a partnership like this, uh, so we can continue to grow uh, you know more rapidly in this marketplace. And I understand that Empire is no stranger to grocery retailers, to big big companies like Sobeys, for instance. Absolutely. Yeah, they, yeah, they, uh, they own the Sobeys banner and, and several other banners, Fresh Stove, Farm Boy, Thrifty Foods out west, so Safeway out west. Uh, they're owned by the Sobeys family, and they've just been uh, terrific to uh, to work with. We we met them on a on a Zoom call earlier, uh, so we can at least uh, you know connect them. But they have a, just a great reputation of philanthropy. Uh, across the country, and uh, we're really excited about uh, about working with uh, with the family and, and with their current uh, management team, which again they've all been just great and. It's been such a great values match between our two organizations. Yeah, and speaking of which, will you be able to maintain the wonderful Longo family values when it comes to business now that you're owned by someone else? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, yes, the first thing I would say is, um, you know, with, it is a partnership. They own fifty-one percent, so they do have control. Um, but that was what um, you know. When we talk about our values and what's what's important to us. You know, when Michael Medlin and I first chatted about this uh, last summer, it, you know, it took us, uh, I'd say, a couple of months just to talk through values and culture, and that's what really cemented it for us, and I think cemented it for Michael that we both realized uh, we're just so so well aligned in terms of what we want to achieve in the industry, what we want to achieve for our communities and Canada as a whole. So, yeah, just just great alignment there. So, yes, we will continue to uh, to work on our current culture, for sure. I love that you call your clients guests and you call your staff members team members. Earlier this year, mm-hmm. you climbed back into the number one spot in a Leger survey. It was about the in-store customer experience. I think it's called the WOW study. And you'd been dropping in the rankings up until then. So this year, what did you do to get back on top again? 
Yeah, it's interesting. You know, we uh, we were number one for a couple of years, and then we kind of slipped to number three last year. So we uh, we really re- re-emphasized what we needed to do from a customer service point of view. Uh, was one of the key items. The other one was, you know, our value scores um, weren't very good, so we 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 sharpened up our value offering, and uh, we introduced some brand new private brands, uh, especially a, a, a label called Essentials, which is uh, which is basically all your household needs. We really got much better scores on value, uh, much better scores on customer service. I mean, our, our team is you know second to none in the marketplace, um, and I think the combination of a few things really helped us uh, get back to the number one spot. How important is the team to you and to the business, and what they think and what they see when they're on the floor? Well, the team is everything to the business. I mean, if we didn't have a team, we wouldn't have a long list for sure. And uh, it, it, it all comes down to uh, the customer's last shop. So when our, when our guests are in the stores, uh, how we how we respond, how we look after them with every uh, shop is what really drives uh, you know our, our success and, and the people that make that happen are our team members. So whether it's uh, some customer service person in the parking lot helping people with their with their carts and unloading carts, or if they're you know meat cutters in the back or cashiers in the front, I mean everyone plays a role. Uh, right across the business. You know, everywhere I look in York Region, I see the word fresh when it comes to your signage, Longo signage, and your marketing fresh. Why that word, Anthony? Well, we think that's what's, uh, what, what Longo stands for. It, it's who we are, what we do. Um, all of our fresh departments are, uh, you know, is what really differentiates us in the market. And we believe that's what the consumer wants. And you know, having, having fresh product a high-quality product uh, throughout the entire store. So we're uh, yeah, we're we're trying to exceed customers' expectations um, as as we think about what they need for their families and how to bring joy to their families' uh, table every night. Grocery Gateway, you acquired that before the pandemic. How important was and is Grocery Gateway during this pandemic? It's been uh, it's been a godsend, quite honestly. We we bought it in two thousand four, so. We're a little bit ahead of our time, um, but you know when people couldn't leave their homes, uh, there was no other way to get food. So uh, you know we, we've been around for a long time, so people counted on us, uh, and our you know our business exploded um, at that time. And and thankfully, you know we had triple the size of our facility just a few years before that, and you know, we were ramping up to get to the volumes that we're at now. But we never thought we'd get there in uh, you know in less than a year. Uh, it, it really accelerated. Um, you know, our sales by, by probably two or three years for sure. And so I think it's been really helpful for, for guests to have another option to, to get their groceries online and make it nice and easy and convenient for them. Especially now. And, you know, I get the sense that you're a fan of York Region. And in 2015, you created the Longo Support Center in Vaughan in York Region. What is it and why is it important to the success of Longo's? Yeah, so our support center is uh, made up of three components. So the office component, which is where all of our uh, our office team members are. So that's uh, all of our support functions. That's why we call it our support center. Um, and then we have a central kitchen there where we make a lot of our prepared foods for our stores. And then we have our warehouse, uh, which is where we where everything comes, all the goods come through there and gets shipped to uh, to our stores from the manufacturers that send them to us. 
Interesting. It also has achieved lead status, L-E-E-D status. So to me, that's that's yep. similar to fresh, the word fresh, which seems to come up so much with Longo. So what does that mean to you in terms of the environment and keeping it safe and showing your respect for the environment? Yeah, no, we did lead um, the, the lead um, facilitation certification because we thought you know, the right thing to do is to continue to uh, you know, take care of our community, take care of our environment, uh, ensure that we've got a great environment for our team members to be in. And, and also most recently, we also got well certified, um, which is really all about you know, things like um, uh, air purifiers in, in the building, having a safe, having a safe facility to people, for people to work in. And, uh, and that was that's something we just recently got, I think, about two or three weeks ago. So, that, again, we're really um, excited about that because it's all about the team and helping the team you know, be the best they can be uh, in the best possible uh, space that they can have. Coming up, it's 1956, and the Longo brothers open their doors. This is In Conversation with Ann Romer. Is there someone you want to learn more about? Drop us a line. Info at 1059theregion.com. Ann Romer will be right back on 1059 The Region. Welcome back to In Conversation with Ann Romer on 1059 The Region. We are back in conversation with Anthony Longo. You are the president and CEO of a majorly successful grocery retail chain, if you will. I'm not sure I like that word, but Longo's is a massive success. Let's go back in time to your father and your two uncles. In 1956, they did something that really nobody else was doing. Talk to me about that. Yeah, so in 56, you know, they were you know, three, three young uh, guys. My dad was the oldest. He was only 22. And they started their you know, fruit and vegetable market um, on, on Young Street. And you know, they, were, they were really doing, I guess, a couple of things that were unique. Number one was the quality of product that they always had for sale. But also they had, um, you'd call in your orders and they'd deliver it to you. So it was a real, um, if we think about, you know, Grocery Gateway today and e-commerce, they did it without the computers. So that, so that was, they were you know, really well ahead of their time there. Um, and, and, then I think, and that was half their business, believe it or not, at the time. And and they I think they you know they offered something that the, that wasn't in the market at the time. It was all mainly uh, large chains that were um, that were growing at that time. Power Food Centers and Loblaws and many others. Um, but they uh, you know as three young uh, strapping guys, they they wanted to get out there and and uh, do the best they could for their family to help live a better life for uh, for their family. And the reason why they did it was their their dad, uh, my my grandfather who who came here in 1949. Uh, was working in a metal factory, and he would uh, he would come home, you know, burned or have coughing fits and things like that because it just wasn't. You know, they didn't have the same protections back then as they do now. And uh, the family, the kids, kept telling him, "Dad, why don't you quit that job? It's not good for your health." And he said, "I'll quit my job when uh, when you guys start your own business." And, and they started their own business, and uh, he did quit his job. Unfortunately, you know, he wasn't here long enough. He died in 1961 at 54, um, but uh, but he did get to see them start their business. Oh, it's, you know, it all boils down to family, doesn't it? Particularly the Longo family. It's everything, everything for you, I believe. So in 1962, the the brothers, the three brothers, your father, Tommy, Joe, and Gus, moved to Woodbine and Mortimer. When did you kind of surface? When did you first become a part of Longo's at, 
at that point? And what were you doing? Yeah, I guess I started working uh, in Malton when we moved. We opened a store in Malton in 1967, so I was only six at the time. But I would say uh, probably you know, early teens. You know, Dad would bring us to work, uh, or bring us to the to the Ontario Food Terminal because he went to the terminal every day. Uh, and it was a way to get us, I think, get, get us out of the house, and it was <laughs> and it was free labor. But <laughs> but I'd say you know more more you know more uh, started working more seriously in the business. Um, you know, later late years of high school, and then I, I went to college uh, here at Humber College for three years, and then started full time in um, in our store that we're opening in Milkville in 1982. So that's that's when I was that's when I started to get more serious about um, about the business and and you know moving it forward and, and growing it. What did you do though as a youngster when you were taken to the location? What what were your jobs when you were a young boy? Anything I was told to do. So it could have been uh, you know sweeping the parking lot. It could have been uh, you know when we had garden centers uh, back then, with the the soil for example didn't come in bags. You had to it came in a dump truck and you had to put them in bags. So you know shoveling loam we call this. So you know you shovel topsoil into another bag and and you give those to customers. Um, you know, it worked in produce, worked in grocery. Uh, it was a very small grocery store uh, at, at the Malton Four Corners, but um, but we we did everything that you needed to do. So yeah, there was no end to uh, to multiple hats, I guess. I'd say. <laughs> and were you keeping an eye on what your uncles and your father were doing while you were loading soil into bags and and sweeping the parking lot? Were you watching how they were managing the business? No, absolutely. They led by example. Uh, they never shied away from work. They had a, just an incredible work ethic, and, um, and and we just you know when you see what what they did and the the hours they put in and the amount of work that they did and just how they worked smarter as well, um, you know, ensuring that they watched all parts of the store. I, so you know, I always learned from them. Um, with, with every you know, everything I do today is because of everything I've learned from them. So as you mentioned, you went through Humber College and, you know, you were still very hands-on in the business, but it became a reality at a certain point. What caused you to think that you could make a contribution that would be as as terrific as it is so far? What made you think you could be a big part of the Longo's business? Yeah, I, you know, I always enjoyed the business uh, growing up through high school, and then uh, and then in college, I did business administration there, and and uh, so I think I I brought some you know, new skills to um, to the business. And my first intention actually was because we had uh, two stores at the time, and we we're just opening uh, our third. And my intention was to work for a large competitor so I can gain more experience. And then Dad said, you know, "We want you to work in Oakville." So I I went to the Oakville store uh, just so I didn't you know work for anyone else. Uh, but I just, I just enjoyed the business. I loved merchandising, new products, uh, customer service. I just enjoyed business overall. Um, so for me, it's something that I always wanted to do. You've been at the helm of Longos for quite a while, since I believe 1998. Was it difficult to right. move into that position? You know, sometimes people think, uh, well, that's the boss's son or the boss's nephew. You know, was it difficult to gain the respect of the people that you worked with? Um, not, not really. I mean, I, I worked from the ground up. Um, did, worked in pretty well every department except uh, the meat department. I think was the only one I hadn't worked in. And um, so I, you know, I think I proved my my way through uh, through operating different parts of the business and getting us involved in you know more more store expansions and you know buying grocery on a direct basis so we got better pricing so we can pass it on to the customer. So 
so no, I, I, it was uh, it was a pretty smooth transition, and you know, I give credit to my father and my uncles for that because uh, they you know, a lot of entrepreneurs don't know you know when to let go, and they uh, you know and they were very good about succession planning, and uh, they they had, they used an, uh, an external expert to help us. Um, with that, so it was very smooth uh, in terms of the succession. Very smart. You're right. We have lost your father and your uncle Joe, but Uncle Gus Longo is still with us. How involved is he in the business today, Anthony? Uh, yeah, he's still very involved. Uh, I mean, he doesn't have operating responsibilities, uh, but he's uh, you know he does visit stores um, on, a, on a more regular basis pre-COVID. During COVID, we've had to uh, ask him you know not to visit stores so often because he's. Uh, He's a hugger, and he loves being with the people, and and that we were really concerned about him because uh, he's he's still a young man. He's only seventy two, but uh, we were just you know, concerned about his health, so we just asked him not to visit um, as many stores. But he you know, he comes to our uh, our management meetings every Monday, and uh, and I'll get the you know the odd phone call just if there's something uh, an opportunity I'd say to that we can that we can uh, take advantage of in the in the market or something's not right he'll he'll raise that. But uh, but yeah he's still very involved. He's, he's really a culture bearer for us. And it's uh, and it's great to have him uh, involved as much as we can. Health crisis in the biggest way, and that would be the pandemic. How did you protect your your team, your guests, and your family? Yeah, that's a great question. We could go on for that one for a long time, but I'll just kind of give you the uh, kind of what we did overall. Um, the first thing we did is we kind of established a couple of key principles. The first key principle was protect the team, um, our guests, and our community at all costs. That was our first, you know, principle that we laid out. The second um, principle was we would be uh, very transparent uh, to our team and to our uh, to the external community as well. So those are two kind of themes that that led our decision making. So you know, right from the beginning, it was uh, you know, it was mayhem at the beginning. Clearly, it was panic buying. So it was all hands on deck in terms of helping our stores um, replenish stock as fast as we could, uh, getting product in as, as fast as we could. So between buyers and our distribution center and our stores and our office team was, you know, we went we went to work work from home within I think it was two or three days that our IT team got everything up and running for everyone to work from home. And then whoever didn't need to be uh, working from, we had them dispatched to the stores to, to help the stores as well. And then we, uh, you know, we, we we looked to see what was going on in Europe and what was going on in the U.S. to see what we could expect coming because they were a few weeks ahead of us. You know, the biggest one that we did was mandating masks um, for our team members and for our guests. You're a man in charge. You're a man who makes decisions. You're a man who is in control in a big way, but again, a health crisis of, like the pandemic, but also within your own family, your wife, uh, battling cancer not once but twice. How did you help maintain positivity and support when it came to your wife's fierce battle with, with cancer? You know, it was uh, you know one day at a time. Uh, we were very uh, positive about her outcomes, and uh, which we were to thank God she's uh, she's she's a survivor and and has fought this uh, bravely. So she's she's doing really well. Um, and and it was just you know one day at a time, and you just only can control what you can control, and uh, and that's all we, all we could do at the time. So between the business going through we're going through with COVID and then uh, dealing with this at home. 
um, just one day at a time, just one, one foot in front of the other. You just what you have to do every day. So. Yeah, and it, and it seems to be working. I understand that she's she's doing well as we speak today. Yes, she's doing really well. Thank you. Thanks for asking. So let's go back to the business of the business. Will your children follow in your footsteps? Uh, well, I've got three kids. Uh, so one of my sons um, works in the business, and he, you know, he really enjoys the business. Uh, he was a, he's been a store manager for, I guess, a little over a year and in operations for a couple of years. Um, and before, he was in finance and uh, in other other roles. So I think I think he'll continue on in the business. Uh, he re- again, he really enjoys it. Uh, my other son is, is recently left, actually, and he's um, he went to follow his passion in another industry. And, and my daughter is uh, is an early child care educator, and uh, she's she's at home now with her uh, two year old and her uh, and her mm-hmm. four month old. So, so she's a busy uh, busy woman taking care of uh, uh, you know, the, the kids at this stage. And she'll likely go back and, and uh, do uh, do early child care education sometime in the future. But but she's not following me in, in the food in the food business. And what you tell me means that you're a grandfather, and your wife is a grandmother. <laughs> We are, yeah, we're four times. Yeah, we have four four grandkids, which is uh, a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, whenever whenever I'm with them, I forget all about uh, any, any other you know, anything negative in our lives. There's, there's joy for us for sure. What advice have you then for the next and the new generation of longos coming up? You know, I, I would say um, the same thing I, I've done with my three kids. I always um, encourage them to follow their passions and uh, and what they love to do. Because if, if, if you love to do something, you'll be great at it, and uh, you can do it for a long time. So you know, just go out there and, and uh, figure out what it is that you love to do, where you can make a difference, and uh, go out and do it. The retail grocery industry is a very competitive one right now in particular. How do you hold on to your family values? And let me ask you this. Can nice guys really finish first? Well, yeah, the answer to that question is absolutely. Um, you know, I think as, you know, as, we, um, as, we, as we built our business, we built it on, uh, you know, rock-solid values, and, and uh, that kind of shows up in our culture about how people – Treat each other, and you know we call it treating you like family is uh, is what our culture is all about. And I think if you stick with that, and uh, you know people work hard, and, and you try to continue to uh, to innovate for your guests, then you're you're going to build a great business. So, um, so so I don't think you uh, you know you need to be na- I don't think you need to be nasty in business. I think <laughs> I think you have to be fair. Uh, you know, fair and firm when you're dealing with uh, your supplier partners, but uh, but ensuring that you're also very fair to your team. And fair to guess, so it's um, you know, everyone should win uh, when that uh, when that happens. So, Anthony, what do you think your father would say to you if he were alive today, seeing all that you have accomplished and what's still to come? Yeah, I think Dad would be um, just extremely proud of, of what we've built as a team. Um, it's it's really been um, you know the whole team that's that's come together to uh, to build this business, and uh, you know I, I never would have imagined we would have. Um, had this much success uh, over the years, and it was really driven by my, you know, my brother uh, Joe and my sisters, uh, my cousins. I mean, everyone participates, and they're all very passionate about what they do. Um, and we also have this just this fantastic team that executes every single day, and they're passionate about what they do, and they they, they want to win and be number one in this uh, in this marketplace. So he he would be extremely proud, and and I think he'd be um, even more proud and delighted to to see that we've done it with family values because that was just so important to him. 
Safe to say that it's a family affair, Longos? Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, in, in, many, in many ways. Not just the Longo family, but the whole, you know, 6,400 team members uh, all feel like part of the family. It's, you know, it, you know, it, that's, what, that's what we call it, um, you know, treating you like family. Hmm. President and CEO Anthony Longo, thank you so much for joining us in conversation. Oh, you're welcome, man. This has been a great conversation. I really appreciate it. Our pleasure, truly. Follow In Conversation with Ann Romer on Twitter at 1059 The Region. This is 1059 The Region.